This is the Dab Podcast. Friday Dab. It's wrong time. Hello, 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 and welcome in to a Rome solo edition of the Friday Dab on a Saturday. That's kind of cool. Either way, it's version number 49 of the Friday Rome solo dab. I am Andrew Romanella. I will be taking you all the way today. This is the Dab Podcast. You know you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at Dab Podcast on both of them. You can get to the website, dabpodcast.com. You can find everything. The clothes you can buy, the articles you can read, the episodes you can listen to, as well as hit us up on Gmail, dabpodcast at gmail.com. And you know the deal. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm going to be straight to the point today, people. I am pissed off. Pissed off, frustrated, annoyed. And the last time I talked to you, and I am coming to you again from the 360 Podcast Studios, maybe the future home of the Rome Solo Friday dabs, and I was talking about the lessons my father taught me when I was younger and how that's translated to my coaching now and how I've learned that kids today are soft and they can't take constructive criticism And they are not very good at having their coaches or leaders or mentors get on them. Well, this week, I'm going to get on somebody. And it's not a kid. And it's not somebody that's too soft. It's the NCAA. And more specifically, the NCAA athletic directors that voted down the 2018-34 proposal for college baseball, which would have added a third paid assistant to the college baseball coaching staff. So right now, you have a full-time paid head coach, two full-time paid assistants, and then you have a volunteer assistant coach. And as you may assume, with the title volunteer assistant coach, It probably means that that position doesn't come with any pay. However, in the baseball world, a volunteer assistant is merely just an assistant coach. The volunteer title is only there because the institution has to put it there, not because the coach is merely a volunteer. Sometimes, yes. But at the Division I baseball level, a volunteer assistant coach is just as much an assistant coach on staff. So as it currently sits, three Three full-time paid positions, one head coach, two assistants. They were voting to make it one full-time head coach and three full-time assistants so that that volunteer assistant coach who fully deserves to be paid a full-time salary, especially with the ratio of one coach to 12 players in college baseball right now, which is the highest ratioed sport in the NCAA. I mean, think about that. One coach per 12 players. And we can't get a third assistant coach paid. How embarrassing is that? 
on the NCAA. Super, super disappointing. It was supposed to be for college baseball and for college softball. This proposal started about three and a half years ago, thanks to the American Baseball Coaches Association, which is something I am involved in, go to their convention every year, did a podcast from their convention this year, if you remember correctly, with the one Rob DeToma. And I'm scrolling through Twitter yesterday and seeing my the vote and what happened on my bus ride home. And, you know, I'm a Division Three assistant coach. I'm part-time. I'm a part-time Division Three assistant coach. So in theory, this vote doesn't really affect me, but it does because it's a trickle-down effect because it's absolutely absurd for the NCAA and these pinhead suits that are sitting in their ivory towers making decisions on people, people that put in unbelievable amounts of time to make sure that the student athletes in their organization have a fantastic experience so that more student athletes want to join their organization and also have a fantastic experience. But yet, these people can't be paid, so you want these people to play a 56-game schedule, practice six days a week, take these kids to workouts, make sure you monitor their class schedule, make sure you do the recruiting for the program, do the visits to the kids that come onto campus. You want them to do all this stuff in 365 days out of the year. And yet you're not going to pay them? That makes no sense. And at the Division three level, which is a model that is based around student first, in theory all NCAA sports are based around student first, but you have eyes. You can watch the NCAA tournament. You can see college football. Those kids don't go to class. They're with tutors almost every day. It is not their main job to go to school. It is their main job to be an athlete and win football or win basketball games. That's a, that's a, that'll, that'll be brought into the debate in a minute here. But the fact that the NCAA doesn't see it worthy, and this was spearheaded by the SEC as well, which is pretty awesome. I know there was some, some support from the Big Ten and, and some of the bigger conference athletic directors that fully believe that this third assistant should be paid full-time. It is a full-time job. So after the vote was turned down and I was on Twitter, I saw something great from the volunteer assistant coach at Indiana University. And I'm going to read that to you right now because it puts this whole situation into such perspective on how crooked and sideways the NCAA actually is. Casey Dykes, volunteer assistant coach at Indiana University, this is what he had to say. This vote doesn't affect me. I spent my whole career living off of peanut butter. And those who know me know I prefer it that way. I'm in this career for the players, not the money. Psh, NCAA should take a, that line and maybe think about it for a quick second. But this vote, avec, this vote affects the people in this picture. Next to the statement that he wrote on Twitter is a picture of him and his family. Wife and two kids. That's what bothers me the most, Casey goes on. It's embarrassing and disappointing that grown adults with so much power came together to make such an irrational decision, to not give a department the option. The option. It's not mandatory. You don't have to make the third assistant full-time. If you're a small Division I school that can't, that doesn't, might not be able to have that money for the third assistant full-time, 
It's an option. It's not mandatory. You're not making every NCAA institution do it. To not give a department the option to pay a coach if they choose is an unbelievable scenario, Casey said. Nothing mandatory. All optional. An amazing opportunity to help benefit the student-athlete in a sport where the ratio suffers tremendously. 1 to 12. One coach to every 12 players. To further the career of great coaches to allow for benefits and financial support for coaches' wives and children and simply to continue to push this beautiful game of college baseball was missed horribly today. There's no better way you can put it. There is no better way you can put it. The NCAA dropped the ball. And the bottom line is it was an optional opportunity. It's not mandatory. You don't have to go shell thousands of dollars off to another guy at every single institution for baseball and for softball. No, no. You just have the option. You have people, people that are the direct effect to whether or not a student athlete enjoys his college experience. These people are the direct effect. News flash to all you naive people out there, kids that are athletes in college, especially at the Division I level, are not thinking school first. Their experience is going to be predicated on their time as an athlete, not their time as a student. If you're a student student, this is what I call kids that don't play sports, if you're a student student, your experience is going to be predicated on your time academically, your experience in the dorms, and your ability to find things to do on campus to enlighten your experience at that school. For an athlete, that's practice. That's lifting. That's team bonding. That's hanging out with the fellas, hanging out with the ladies, whatever sport it is. As an athlete, that's what it is. So let's call a spade a spade here and say that the people that are coaching these athletes have more of an effect on them in terms of their maturity and their growth as an adult and a human being than the professors at that school. Let me reiterate that. The coach has a bigger effect than the professor at the school for the athlete going to play sports. Even at the Division Three level, the amount that my student athletes spend with me is insane. They spend more time from January 15th to May 1st with the baseball coaching staff than they ever do in class. That's Division Three baseball, people. That's Division Three baseball. We get 16 practice dates in the fall. We get 40 games in the spring. We're never allowed to play seven days in a row. We barely have enough money to travel to Florida for one freaking week. We play 90% of our games in 42-degree weather. And we're all part-time, minus our head coach. And the student athletes going to spend more time with us than they will ever spend with their professor. And oh, by the way, here's the funny part about it. I'm a part-time coach. I don't 
get the opportunity to be on campus every single day because I got to work four more jobs to make ends meet. But, but with all that being said, if a kid gets in trouble, it's our fault. If a kid fails a class, it's our fault. If a kid is acting out in any way, shape, or form on campus, the first people to get called is the, is the coaching staff. So you're going to tell me that I'm going to be restricted on the amount of time I can spend with kids, the amount of money I get paid to spend time with kids, but yet they're 100% of the time going to be my responsibility? How the hell does that make any sense? I, as a Division three coach, can't see, can't work, work with a baseball player from the minute my fall season ends until the minute my spring season starts. So it ends up being about a two-month two window, about a two, two-and-a-half-month window. But yet I'm fully responsible for that kid? Oh, and by the way, because you as an institution, well, really as the NCAA telling the institutions really what they can and cannot do, because you don't believe in paying assistance. You don't believe in giving guys the right amount of money for the amount of time they put in to these athletes, to these schools, to the recruiting trail. Because you don't believe in paying us, I can't even be there to monitor the kid going to class, to make sure he's not doing stupid shit at night, to help him through life problems. I don't have the time to be there because I don't make enough money to have the time to be there. So how the hell do you expect me to be the best possible freaking mentor for these kids when you won't even agree to pay me for the time I'm there? To me, that makes absolutely no sense. And the icing on the cake, the best part about the whole scenario, right? You look at it and you say to yourself, what is a coach, right? We know he's a leader, he's a mentor, right? teaching the game, progressing games, whatever sport it is. But a coach is an admissions counselor. Think about that for a second, right? I hold the title of recruiting coordinator. And that title, especially in the game of baseball, is an important title. Having the recruiting coordinator title is going to help push your career forward, especially if you recruit well and hopefully win baseball games. So we'll take our example at my school now. And it will enlighten you, and if it doesn't, I think you should be slapped. We have 11 baseball players coming in next season, okay? It costs about fifty-six dollars to $57,000 to go to the school that I am working at currently. You should know that by now, but for sake of conversation, we'll leave it at that. $57,000, right? 43 of that goes to academics, meal plan, on-campus things like technologies, whatever. 14000 of that, or roughly, goes to room and board, okay? There's your breakup. So we don't scholarship room and board ever. So the only money you can get off the top is from your 43, not including room and board. Financial aid can go to room and board, but nothing else. So I'm bringing 11 baseball players next year. So let's say on average... Those 11 baseball players are getting a $30,000 scholarship or are, are going to end up paying $30,000 a year. So you have 11 baseball players and you times that by 30,000. That's $330,000. 
over the next four years that I will be helping bring into the university. And that's only in one recruiting class. If I do that four more times, I've helped bring in over a million dollars worth of tuition to my institution. And you're telling me you don't have enough money to give me a full-time job with benefits at $40,000 a year? Are you serious? Because over a four-year span, you'd only be paying me $120,000, And over a four-year span, I'd be bringing in you over probably $1.1 million in tuitions. Think about that. That is how crooked the system is. So now you're going to come back and we're going to come back to the legislation and say, you can't justify paying a third assistant in baseball and softball at the division one level. I mean, think about it. I'm talking about the D three model right now. And I know I'm not bringing in 11 kids every year. And, and obviously that math fluctuates. Like we have a kid coming in next year. that's barely paying anything. I get it. It's just to kind of give you an example of how absolutely crooked this whole process is. I can't work over 700 hours in a given year, but yet in two weeks, in the midpoint of my season, I work 95 hours, and that's not even doing any extra work. That's not doing any extra time. That is simply just going to where I need to go to, being where I need to be at, and doing what my job tells me I need to do. 95 hours. And you tell me I only get 700 in a given calendar year? Well, I mean, again, that kind of seems like simple math, but if every two weeks I work essentially 100 hours, it's not going to take me that long to be done getting paid as a part-time employee working full-time hours, bringing you $300,000 worth of tuition over the next four years. You double. You double me. What is the problem? And again, we're not even a revenue-generating sport. Baseball really isn't, but at the Division I level, they sell concessions, they sell tickets, they sell apparel at games. So there's money coming back. It makes no sense. And it's super disappointing and sad, and it's disheartening because you do not realize how important a coach is to a player. And here's the last point I'm going to make before I'm done ranting on this, and this will not be the last time. And if I can, I will get another baseball coach on here, specifically a Division I guy, That's a volley that can come up in here and give me an idea of what it feels like to be them. Because that's messed up. Because you know what's crazy is? Even the D1 volley, at least I'm getting paid. You know? Like he's got to go out and grind in the summertime to make his money. That makes no sense to me. And that's unfair. And when you look at every other sport in the NCAA, it blows my mind because it's not just about the money the coaches are getting paid. The sport in general the players in the sport, they're also getting screwed. You go ahead and you, and you can Google this. That's all I simply did. I Googled this. Go take a look at, and I'll run you through a few of them right now. Okay. So I'd say on average, a baseball roster probably has about 30 to 35 players on the roster. Okay. And you'd say probably, you know, the college football model brings you, I think 90 on a roster, maybe something along those lines, but we get it. Let's lay it on the table now. College football is a revenue-generating sport. College basketball is a revenue-generating sport. Not many other sports in the NCAA are true revenue-generating sports. So 
With that being said, understanding it's a business, I understand that football and basketball are going to get a little bit more than every other sport. Fully aware. However, when you look at the scholarships that are able to be handed out and the amount of scholarships per sport, you're going to be kind of blown away with the numbers. For example, in NCAA Division I FBS football, you have 85 full scholarships to hand out. 85! If you have 90 on a roster, you have five walk-ons and 85 fully scholarshiped athletes. In NCAA Division I FCS football, formerly Division I AA, there are 63 full-time scholarships. Between the two sports, there's over 140 full scholarships to be awarded from coaches to players. That is absurd. In baseball, there are 11.7. Think about that for a second. 97% of the college football roster could be a full scholarship student athlete. 0% of the college baseball roster is full scholarship student athlete. That is facts. When you only have 11.7 scholarships, full scholarships, you don't even have 12. Think about how dumb that is. You don't even get 12. We're not even going to give you 12 full rides. We'll give you 11 full rides and 0.7 of another one. What type of joke is that? When you have 11.7 and you have a 35-man roster, you can't be handing out 11 full rides and that's it. That means you're going to have 24 players paying full tuition or only getting their academic merit and playing baseball at that institution. Newsflash. You're not going to be very good if you only have 11 full scholarship athletes and the remainder are paying full tuition or whatever it is to go to school there. You're crazy. It's not possible. You're never going to win. But in football, 97% of that roster is full scholarship. Think about that. In basketball, you might have 15 people on your roster. And in NCAA Division I basketball, they have 13 scholarships. 13. They have 1.3 more scholarships than baseball, and they have 20 less players on their roster. What are we doing out here? Can anyone figure it out? And the one time you have an opportunity to figure it out, The one time. So now we can benefit the coaches, the mentors, the leaders, and the student athlete who's going to benefit from that third coach being full-time. They're going to benefit. So now everybody benefits. We knock that down, and we still have no movement on the fact that student athletes have so little scholarships in the game of baseball. All you're doing is hamstringing the sport. All you're doing is hamstringing the coaches. And all you're doing is causing it to be a worse product than it should be. In a time when Major League Baseball and the model is becoming way more college-heavy than high school draftee heavy more players are opting the college route to go to Major League Baseball, to have a professional career, then are opting the high school draftee route. So in a time when college baseball is actually growing talent pool-wise, 
Unlike NCAA basketball, which is not growing talent pool-wise. For one year, maybe. You're going to go ahead and hamstring everybody. Nope, you can't have full-time assistants, even though they work 150 hours a week and have families to support. And the problem, and here's the issue, it's our fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. It's every other part-time assistant's fault. It's every volley's fault for saying yes to these jobs. It's our fault. If we all went on strike and every single assistant coach that was not full-time in the nation on one given day said, I'm not showing up today. Maybe it's a big conference weekend. Maybe it's something super big. Maybe it's the College World Series. And you look on TV, you're watching the College World Series, and there's one co- two coaches in each dugout. However many full-time employees that school has on their baseball staff. Or they just don't show up. Or every single player that doesn't have a scholarship or doesn't have a full ride or whatever it is, and every single coach that isn't full-time doesn't show up for a given day. Well, you're probably going to see not a very good product on the field. We got to boycott. It's our fault because we keep saying yes, but that's our only option. It's our only option. We're like, we are like intern hamsters. We are all, we've all been interns for our whole career. So I've been in college baseball for six years and I'm just running on a hamster wheel. I'm just spinning. I'm being an intern. I'm an intern sometimes that's paid. I'm an intern sometimes that's paid a little bit more, but I'm just an intern. And I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. I will not, not be an intern until I get a full-time job. That's the facts. It's not because I don't deserve one. It's not because I haven't put the effort in, I haven't put the work in, I haven't moved the ladder the way I needed to. It's because the NCAA has messed the F up. And they don't understand the important things. And Casey Dykes is right. We didn't get into this game for the money. We all knew that. I'm way cooler eating, we call them minor league steaks, PB&Js. I am way cooler eating minor league steaks every day. I'm good with that. I'm only 28. I got time. I'll find it. I can work three jobs right now. I got the energy for it. But, but there's no light at the end of the tunnel if we're not approving legislation like 2018-34, which is going to get a third assistant full-time paid. There's a trickle-down effect there so that in 10 years, hopefully when Coach Romanella is a head coach of a program, he doesn't have to have this conversation with a younger version of Coach Romanella saying, hey, man, listen, I really want you to come. I want you to be my top assistant. I want you to be my recruiting coordinator. I want you to do all these things. But, oh, by the way, I can only give you peanuts and Cracker Jacks. Uh, I, can't, I can't give you anything else. I'll literally I'll pay you in Trident gum. That's what they might as well be doing, paying me in Trident gum. You ever seen those commercials? Oh, yeah, thanks for doing my landscaping. How about I pay you in Trident gum? That's what the NCAA is doing to college baseball coaches right now, and it's a freaking shame. It's a shame, and it's disappointing, and I will do my best, Dab Podcast community, to get one of these volunteer assistants on here so we can hear their side of the story, and we can find out what they feel, what this legislation is doing for them, and if we can, we can get to the appropriate source, we're going to see... We're going to see who we can talk to and find out what the next move is for college baseball because, A, I need to know it selfishly, but, B, this is eye-opening. Eye-opening and understanding the true goals of the NCAA and understanding that they really don't care. They don't care about their coaches unless it's in certain sports. They don't care about certain sports unless it's a certain sport. And they don't care about the student-athletes in certain sports unless it's a certain sport. Here's the last thing I got for you, and I hope this makes you chuckle. There are not many 
NCAA Division I ice hockey programs. Ask Alfred Hitchcock, longtime DAP podcast supporter and NHL expert. In NCAA hockey, there are 18 full scholarships. 18. I would argue that if baseball and NCAA Division I hockey were on the same wavelength, there wouldn't be an argument from anybody. But yet, ice hockey has nearly seven more scholarships than the sport of baseball. Mind-blowing. Just mind-blowing. You dropped the ball, NCAA. Truly, truly disappointing. I want to hear your opinion on this, even if you don't even like college baseball or care about baseball. This is something... That's an interesting conversation, and I want to hopefully help push this envelope forward. Get at us on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know. DM us. Get us on the Gmail at dabpodcast at gmail.com or shoot us something on the website, dabpodcast.com. Any way you can reach out to us, go ahead and do so. We love to hear your opinion. Hey, this was a Rome solo Friday Dab 49 on a Saturday from the Dab Podcast 360 podcast studios get us on itunes apple podcast google podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts just rate and review when you're done it is a gigantic help if you do so i am andrew romanella i will be back with my partner anthony rinaldi in the midweek and until then i will talk to you later